0: I'm on my own this week, not because Naomi's decided to go on a second honeymoon, because I think you'll all agree that the first one was long enough. And don't start getting worried that you're going to have to suffer through me for an entire podcast. We're not going to do that either. If you were with us last time out, we mentioned that we wanted to bring you some of our best bits or some of the bits that you have been getting in touch with us over the month saying that you really enjoyed and you wouldn't mind hearing again. As you know, is a mix of tennis and the ish <laughs> but you might not be surprised to know that the ish features heavily in the highlights now Naomi wouldn't tell me everything she put in the highlights because she was convinced that I would just tell you everything that was in it and then you wouldn't listen but I do believe that one of my personal favorites has made the cuts where Naomi at a dinner party leaves half her tongue on an ice cream tub. If you haven't heard it, it is definitely worth listening to. And still to this day, I do not understand what made her do it. It is in there. We haven't done a sort of top 10 or a top five. It's just a jumble of the bits that made us smile. And hopefully they'll make you smile too. And we look forward to being back with you in the new year. So when we finish... I actually, I had, a, I had a dinner just down the road. My friends live round the corner, lovely, and it was actually it's Ben's best man. He, it was his birthday, so we went to their dinner. But it's one of those things when you're commentating on tennis. I had to say to them, there's about a ten percent chance I'm not getting out of here before midnight. You just, <laughs> you just don't know if if three matches are. Well, if the two singles are three and a half hours and the doubles is close to two hours, plus I'm changing over, I mean, it could be a nightmare. Or I could be done at two o'clock and I'll be around early saying, hi, can I help you cook anything? (laughs) But they must be used to this with you because it's Ben's best man. So they must know that with tennis, whether you're playing it or working with it, you must often be either late or really, really early. Yes, I have often sent the messages saying, start without me. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've ever ended up being really early, which... uh, it's a shame, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just normally longer than expected. You try and give kind of two hours for each match. But with Fed Cup, it could have been one match and it was done. and We were only covering the live matches on BBC. So it could have been one match and we were done, or it could have been all three matches. So it, I really did have a wide range as to, <laughs> to what could happen on the Sunday. But I went round there and now I'm actually a bit wounded. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> so we went round for dinner and... I'd had quite an exhausting weekend. It was dramatic. All of the matches were really tight. We were on radio commentary, which, as you know, is a bit more physically demanding than TV is. And we were really getting into it. And it was emotional. And my earrings, of course, I had to really try and harness the power from my earrings. And I was absolutely exhausted. And I actually chose to walk. It was about a half an hour walk. So you've got all, okay, so you've got, you've laid the groundwork. You've got all your excuses in nice and early. (laughs) I I, I have no no clue what's coming next, but I like the groundwork that you've laid. (laughs) Anyway, right. So I decided to walk there, which was about a half an hour walk or so rather than jump in an uber or get a bus which would have taken 10 minutes because i just needed to mentally clear my head before i went and spoke to other people who have no understanding didn't even know what had happened at fed cup i think they probably knew we won (laughs) but anyway so i went i went around for dinner and it was great and we had some we had a bit of wine and we had some nice food so fast forward to dessert i may have made an an error of judgment it was a well, I'm going to say definitely misjudged the situation heavily. So we did a course <laughs> each. We bought the starter, which I had no parting because I was busy at the copper box. What, what was, what was, we need the courses. What was the starter? It's really not relevant, but uh, Ben made an incredible chicken liver pate with lovely. some beautiful sourdough bread. So that went down a treat. Main meal was lamb. It's Easter after all. Lamb and risotto and spinach. That was Lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, lots of wine with that as well. So I was feeling quite jolly by the time we got to the dessert, and they had made this really nice peanut butter ice cream and a peanut butter sort of cheesecakey thing in a in a jar. It's great, all the good stuff, you know, biscuits and whatever. <laughs> anyway, but they they had this ice cream churner which had been in the freezer, and they, they popped it out on the table and basically say if you want any extra ice cream, just help yourself. And it came out, and you know, around the around the outside of it, it was uh, it almost like dry ice on it. You know, you can kind of draw in it and write. You could write Gigi in it, for example. I mean, would I? Okay. <laughs> and, so, and, and somebody said, <laughs> and, and somebody said, "Oh, your tongue would stick to that, wouldn't it? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, no. no and I said, no. no, no, it wouldn't stick to that. No, no that's not cold enough. No <laughs> chance. And we had this whole conversation. They said, yes, it would. I said, no way would your tongue stick to that. I was entirely convinced that a tongue would not stick to that. Uh, You can probably guess what happened. And they said, go on then. (laughs) And after a few glasses of wine, you went, okay. Well, yeah. So I picked it up, whacked my tongue on it. Uh, My facial expression turned from smug to panicked quite quickly as I realized my tongue was very much stuck to the ice cream bowl, of which we were all going to eat out of so i had a oh, sp- oh, that's disgusting so i had a split second to just decide what to do because it was either leave the tongue on and do what you're supposed to do apparently it's never happened to me Do you mean leave the tongue on <laughs> no you're supposed to leave the tongue on and then kind of pour hot water on it but then this would ruin the ice cream or cold water or something, I don't know. What are you pouring hot? You can't pour hot. This is your tongue we're talking about, an organ. <laughs> you need to pour hot water. We're not boiling. Oh, okay. Not boiling, just warm, <laughs> hot to try and get it off. Oh, this is uh, this is a horrible image you're painting. Okay. <laughs> so in the end, so it, this is only about three seconds and I just thought, this is horrendously embarrassing. You didn't. My only choice is to rip this you off. You didn't. And I just ripped oh. it off. <laughs> I just ripped it off. <laughs> How much of your tongue remained on it? (laughs) Quite a bit. (laughs) Quite a bit. Oh, that's horrible. But before I could could scrape the tongue off, I had to deal with the tongue that I had left in my mouth, which was Uh, bleeding quite significantly, as tongues do. And so I was, so everybody was talking to me and I was trying to act cool, of course. I was like, oh, that didn't go as, as planned. Could you speak? I could speak, yes. But I was aware of the taste of blood and I thought, I'm going to need to excuse myself without opening my mouth. But I didn't want to let on that there was any sort of issue. But there was half of your tongue left on the on left on left the bowl. How did they know there wasn't an issue? There was a bit of your tongue. Well, they were because they looked at the... I don't know if they thought it was ice or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. And so I had to go and try and deal with my tongue, which was just not going to stop bleeding. So it didn't stop bleeding for the rest of the evening. Uh, so I came back. I had to scrape <laughs> scrape, scrape off the remainder of the, the tongue. <laughs> So gross! So gross! Get rid of that, Um, and then I ate pretty much the entire tub of ice cream to just (sighs) did an attempt to soothe my tongue because it was so painful. It was uh, such a bad. You didn't sound weird. Did you not sound weird? Because your tongue was either bleeding or swollen or slightly damaged, and it's quite an important part of talking. Did you not sound weird? No, no, it sounded fine. I'm, I like to just kind of power through and pretend I'm fine, especially in, in some sort of humiliating situation like that where I've clearly injured myself <laughs> for some sort of crowd-pleasing activity. Ben said it's the best thing he's ever seen me do. He absolutely loved it. <laughs> he thought it was hilarious. But then, then I had to show him the next day what my tongue looked like and he thought, yeah, maybe it wasn't worth it. How is it now? It's not great. It's quite swollen, very bumpy. It, I mean, it's burnt. It's, it's burnt. I mean, it's, a, it, it's burnt a lot worse than if you were to burn it on a hot cup of coffee or something. So <laughs> I must say, I feel, quite, uh, I feel quite a lot of regret <laughs> for what I did. And it's going to be a couple of weeks of being incredibly uncomfortable. And just before we started this, I did get a text come through <laughs> saying... How's your tongue? <laughs> <Question mark. laughs> you know, but you know the, the the silver lining in all this. You're not going to do it again. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I mean, next time you're at a dinner party and so i bet your tongue could get stuck to that you are not going to offer your tongue (laughs) to try it out i didn't think that i was going to be one of those people that had to have a list of not dinner party conversation or not dinner party behavior but my list has started and licking ice cold things is definitely number one on my not to do at dinner parties (laughs) (laughs) Um, can you Could you expand it to maybe not to do ever? Why is it limited to dinner parties? Is it something you would still do? Just you and Ben <laughs> maybe, on a know. Saturday night? Tub of ice cream for dessert? I mean, Surely that goes on your I will never do that again list rather than, oh, when I'm at a dinner party, might not do that next time. Yeah, and you know what? It really wasn't worth it because you would at least feel like, oh, we had some good conversation out of it. Not really. By the time I came back from the loo and trying to sort myself out, the conversation had moved on. No one was really that bothered. So it was not worth it. Did you know, someone told me this this week, that in the olden days, so I'm talking, you know, way, way back, in ye olden times, it was illegal to handle a salmon suspiciously. Excuse me? (laughs) What? What are you talking about? Uh, we, do you know what I gave you free rein with the ish, and you've just gone in a totally different direction? But it was it was illegal to handle a salmon suspiciously, but so I, you, it was actually against the law. So what is suspiciously handling a salmon would be the question I put to you. Well, I think just handling one really. I mean, if you're walking down the street handing a salmon, that is suspicious. <laughs> Is it? If you're stroking a salmon, I think it's suspicious. <laughs> no, okay, no, that's just odd. <laughs> it's not suspicious. Why would you, why would you be stroking a salmon? Handling a salmon. Well, I mean, there are all sorts of things you could do with salmon that would be unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you Would you like to elaborate? On no, not really. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for this. Uh, this podcast to move from a PG up a a rating but I don't really want to go all the way should stretching be painful oh oh stretching stretching well it depends if you're doing kind of just token stretching you know when people just stand there and they hold their their foot Or their heel to their their bum, and they just kind of hold it there. Yeah, yeah, I'm stretching, I'm stretching. You know, or they put their arm across their body and just stretch out the tricep a bit. I mean, that's nonsense, really, and it shouldn't be that painful. But if you're stretching properly, so using bands or using a physical trainer, like your strength and conditioning coach is pushing your leg, then it is horrendously painful. (laughs) It makes you feel so So awful. So that's not because I was in a situation at my local gym and i'm not very good or disciplined when it comes to stretching i am that person that that grabs their foot and then lets it go after about five seconds because i'm sure that's enough so <laughs> it's I, was, I was you basically made it tighter i, I by think doing i'm that. not a professional athlete so therefore i don't need to spend hours so i was having a little bit i was <laughs> having a little bit of help <laughs> with some stretching and i thought i was going to be sick physically uh, yes. i've never felt that close to actually physically being sick in terms of sort of working out sport. That was just from stretching. Yeah, stretching is one of the, m- the most awful things to do. And it's always right at the end of the day, which <laughs> is so tedious as well. You no, know, so it makes you feel sick. That is quite a normal thing. A lot of people say it makes them feel sick and genuinely like you want to Does that vomit. that mean it's working? Yeah, and you'll tell the strength and conditioning trainer that, that it's making you feel sick and they'll say, oh good, just breathe So they make it. you do it for longer? Yeah. Because I was put in this weird position that felt very unnatural and I was told to stay there for eight minutes. Ooh. eight, eight minutes. That's pretty militant. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a really long and time. I, and I couldn't. I got to the point. <laughs> it's it was so painfully like thirty seconds. But it was so painful <laughs> that I would have needed help to get out of the position. So it's not like I could just stop and say. I've had enough, I can't do this. Because it was so painful. I would have needed a little sort of shove on my leg to move it. So I stayed there. For so minutes. you couldn't you couldn't text someone and say blueberries they could come and get you <laughs> well, out of it. I definitely wouldn't have text big blueberries. No, I was you know you see in is it in wrestling when they, they hit the mat three times, which means yeah, it's tapping over, out. I concede. I, w- I was tapping out <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and the guy I was working with was just looking at me saying, Yep. And I was like, I can't do it anymore, am gonna be sick. He said no, just another four minutes to go. <gasps> and and he'd said the first time we started working together doing some exercises and training he said I never use a timer I never time anything because it should just be sort of organic and natural suddenly he's giving me eight minutes yeah that's called guessing I said what (laughs) happened to your not timing he said well I just feel maybe we should time this but I thought physically felt felt sick and I just wasn't sure if I was in really bad nick in terms of the stretching or if that was something you'd experienced as a former athlete Oh. in your athlete days oh, well when I was an athlete yes I don't do it anymore do you do any stretching anymore no not That's at all bad nothing at is that all is bad you should always stretch says the non never been athlete to the uh, former athlete you, you should still stretch well jury's out on that I think no you should well people say should it you? but it's awful What's and awful and tedious and boring stretching <laughs> look I'm not gonna lie <laughs> It's awful. You no, know, but you, you know how you felt sick, and most people will feel sick when they—it's that deep, deep stretch where but you go a little bit further than you think is possible. Awful. And you feel sick. I don't feel sick like that. <laughs> I don't feel sick. I feel like I'm about to wet myself. <laughs> Which is more of an urgent situation <laughs> yeah. to be. For me, I just hope it passes. The yeah. sickness. For you. <laughs> so yeah. So, what and do you say? To, what would you've said to your strength and conditioning coach I'm going to wet myself yes <laughs> i'm not going to lie if you're my strength and conditioning trainer you've heard me say that many times and when that the point, weights were too heavy when you get to that point where that the weight when you're squatting and it, it's just that extra little bit where you're trying to push that a bit further i just go down and say i'm going to wet myself and it's only to let them know so that if i do wet myself that it's kind of we're all okay about it <laughs> 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 Same thing. If we run too much, too many intervals on the track, I get to the point where I'm like, I'm gonna wet myself. Do you know so, I probably have an issue. <laughs> I should go right. to the doctor. I'm just, all I'm thinking is, is wait till you have children. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I'm, my my starting point is, is quite low. No, I. No, but when I, you I said know. that, when you, when you said I'm gonna wet myself, did they get to the point like, oh, there's Naomi again because you're gonna wet herself, or did they say right, stop? Did they sort of take pity? Because the, no. the guy I'm working with doesn't take any pity, he just looks at me as if when I say I'm going to be sick, he's like, and? I'm like, right, so we're just going to stay here for eight minutes. Did they, because you were going to do something which might have, you might not want to be doing, I don't know, um, would they say, right, stop? Well... Or do they just think, oh, God, name me again, so he's going to wet herself <laughs> God, every day. <laughs> God, just stick a nappy on and get on with it. <laughs> Did you get me anything? No. Because you've had so many years of, like, suitcases and bags full of stuff. It wasn't so many years. I didn't play for that long. I've I've started to get sussed out. It's quite funny, when I first got into media, because I had a couple of big matches, and the kind of memorable matches on on centre court, and played against Hingis, and played well, I I managed to play well, have some opportunities. And because I was quite young at the time, so there was quite a lot of talk, people think I played for ages, (laughs) I didn't play for very long. <laughs> so, how long and did they, you play? And they for? think, well, how many Roland Garros did you play? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> a couple. And they're like, why only a couple? I so, said, well, I only played for five years. And, and he didn't really bother on play. Really, didn't really yes, like we to play. Heard that didn't like clay. So, <laughs> yeah, I only played for five years. And then they kind of look at me oh. and they say, well, when did, you, when did you stop? And I said, well, I was 21 that so yeah I was like yeah it's like nine years ago now it's been quite a while but now I'm starting to get found out because <laughs> I felt felt like my my way into into media have been like yeah no I've been on the tour for ages it's been years oh yeah I'm like a veteran of the tour and then I come and I have the advantage of having a very old looking face because <laughs> I have <laughs> excessive wrinkles on my face I've always looked at least 10 years older than I am so everybody just assumed I was in my mid-30s when I was in my mid-20s they're like oh yeah of course Naomi she played on the tour for a long time. A, <laughs> I mean, people who don't know what you look like are now googling, expecting to find pictures of sort of wrinkled, shriveled up prunes. You don't, well, you're not that wrinkly. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> no, look at my face. Th- these are words I didn't think I'd say. You're not that wrinkly. It's not the best podcast material, is it? Because no one can see my face. But uh, I can assure you that I've <laughs> always thought <laughs> that I'm quite wrinkly. But I've, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. <laughs> I've always, (laughs) I've always said that uh, I look like a pug. (laughs) But uh, Ben has always said that I look like a ball bag. (laughs) just say at this point <laughs> that no alcohol has been consumed in making of this podcast no just some sushi maybe we should turn to tennis should we, we turn to tennis well we just had, hang on I've let just me just got, wipe away a tear just got, <laughs> what was i talking about before that you was a ball bag <laughs> well <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> we just I've, both I accept that we're very much. <laughs> nice I'm getting some looks from people as they walk past not only because we're holding microphones but also I'm now holding an empty mug so I'm swinging it around well you know what now that we've had uh, Kyle, Kyle tell us that he's a fan I feel like everybody looking at us just must be a fan and they must be looking at us going oh there's tennis being recorded hold the mug up show them go on yes, give that, the people what they want jeez. just why is this woman waving an empty mug on this and you've put us on some slope which uh, I'm, <laughs> have you noticed that I'm slipping down <laughs> So we had this argument because I was saying to Gigi, let's just let's just sit on this slope. This is fine. It's a grassy slope. It's relatively steep, but we'll be fine. And Gigi kept saying, "No, I'm going to slide down. I'm going to slide down." And I said you're being ridiculous. I said, "Do you Oh no, 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 pod- no. The exact comment was, do you understand how gravity works?" <laughs> but as this podcast has gone on, I, I was sat next to you. I'm now sat where your feet are. It's and I I I felt I'm just slipping down. I'm honestly going to roll off now. It, it almost makes me want to keep recording to see if you end up down there. I just, I just, look, I'm now looking up there like you. How has this happened? Oh, uh, JD, I'm, I'm going to have grass stains on my bum. Look how far away we are now. That's absolutely brilliant! <laughs> oh, you've um, stayed still though. I told you you'd be fine. Well, was no, because I was worried about sliding off. I says I think the fact we're now laughing with microphones and you've slid down the hill is drawing more attention. <laughs> I'm glad that we've got long cables because I'm on. I'm going to end up down on you the path. You just a really soon. little. 58 minute match against yours. one set yeah. took 18 minutes. How? It, I just yeah no there are some question marks there aren't there really um i don't know it's, it's very it's it's difficult as you say I, I just don't i don't like seeing players struggle you know there are so many difficulties with this life that people just don't understand and you know we've covered a fair amount of them uh through you're putting your mug away <laughs> well, way away know, from you the fact that you've slid down the hill i don't <laughs> want my mug to slide down the hill because that would end badly <laughs> you'd bounce uh, off <laughs> Um, yeah, I I don't know. I just want everybody to be, uh, uh, yeah, I just want everyone to be okay. You know, I have my own struggles and that's why kind of ended my career. I'm really far away from you now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't know how this is happening. Why Uh, Why do you keep sliding? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe these trousers are particularly smooth. I'm one of those people that when I travel around the world, I pick up accents really quickly and it's so annoying and I get so annoyed with myself. Like within a couple of weeks of being in the states, I've got like this little American twang and it's really annoying. No, you haven't. Oh no, seriously. <laughs> Does that mean that at the end of our time together in Paris, you're going you're going to have a French accent? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm capable of picking oh, well, up a French accent. Oh that would be accent. amazing. Can we please record the podcast <laughs> that day when you have Can that little say bit that of French? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to tell you that I'm known for that. Like if I go to Australia, pick up a twang. Same in the particularly Australia in the states, right? That that's fine. But I once didn't go to Australia, and I still managed to pick up an Australian twang, just because I decided as I was travelling around Europe to catch up on MasterChef Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and. and And I watched about 20 episodes (laughs) and I was just, oh, it was great. Yeah. you know, Full on Australian accent. Well, it wasn't. It was just a bit of of a twang. But I pick up that stuff. Like I just, I I don't know. It's one of the things I get most irritated about about myself. But I do the same with grunting. So I just tend to copy the grunt of my opponent and just go along with it. They've kind of got a long sort of Sara Irani clay court grunt. I'll get on board. If it's kind of an intense Sharapova or Debrito grunt, I'll, I'll go with that. So you, you grunt back. You give back grunting. Yeah, but not deliberately. Not deliberately. I just kind of notice it if I ever watch a match back or if by the end of the match. Doesn't that really annoy an opponent because they will know that you're not a grunter. And then suddenly they're grunting because it's something they always do. You start grunting Wouldn't they see that as quite unsportsmanlike and think you're doing it deliberately because you don't normally grunt and suddenly you're grunting? No, I am a grunter. I am a grunter. I just change my grunts depending. Because a lot of players, you'll notice it on the clay, they change their (laughs) grunt on the clay to what they do on the hard. Because on the hard, you hit the ball. So particularly for the women, they have a really short and sharp grunt. And then on the clay, when you're trying to work the ball, you've got the ball on the strings a little bit longer and you're manipulating the racket a bit more. It tends to be a longer grunt. It's a thing. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? (laughs) No, I'm just, it's so keen that you're a grunter. I didn't know you are a grunter. We should have done this question right at the beginning. We could have done a whole podcast on grunts. You're a grunter who picks up accents. I mean, the things, oh, the things I learn about you. And this year we're going to be working together in Paris and in America. I'm very excited about the French name that's going to appear at some point in the French show, that's never happened. The French has not come out. Even though Savat is in my surname, but no, there's no then, French in me at No, all. we're not even going to your surname. <laughs> that is never entering the podcast. It <laughs> <And then, laughs> is, though. So? No, no. stop right there. Stop going. Oh. Uh, unless there's someone out there listening that wants to know Naomi's surname story, we are not going there. And then when we get to America you're going to start coming over all American. This is going to be really funny. I cannot wait. I will, yeah. I'm very excited. But I try really hard. When I catch myself doing it, so I go to a restaurant and it's got this little American twang and I, I just hate it. I, I Honestly, look, I hate it as much as you hate it. I'm as disappointed in myself. Can you imagine <laughs> what they're thinking about you? Say they're like taking your order and you're like, <laughs> oh my word. We're not going out for dinner together. <laughs> it's just, oh no, we are. I need to hear this. This, and I'll just apologise. <laughs> yeah, but then what happens is I catch myself doing it. So then I try extra hard to put on my British accent. So when somebody says to me, "Oh, where are you from?" I'll, I'll end up saying something like, "Oh, I'm from London." <laughs> <It's> like, <so> <laughs> <sweet>. <laughs> yeah, but what is that? that that's not that, that's not your British accent. <laughs> I know, but I kind of overegg it to, to make a point that I'm not American. If I overegged my accent, it wouldn't come out like that. I mean, this is. That, <laughs> That's from your rap days, isn't it? (laughs) That that MC baggy pocket's coming up again. (laughs) Well, all I know is I'm very excited that we're going to have dinner every night. Every night in America, because I'm not missing out on the night that you do that when you're ordering oh, food. I'm gonna try so hard not to do it. It's gonna be exhausting. No, but but either way, it's gonna be win-win because you're either gonna be speaking an American twang or that kind of landan or whatever that was that you just said. So landan, it's, it's either way, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs>